Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, the Word of God is so simple, very basic, and very foundational to me. But the Lord told me to share this scripture with you. How many people want to stand firm to the end? How many people want to receive rewards from God on the day of judgment when you stand before Jesus Christ? Do you want to go into heaven empty-handed? Do you want to get to the end and meet Jesus and He say, "Good and faithful servant," and He say, "Come in, rejoice with me, because I have rewards for you." It's one thing about inviting Jesus into your heart one day on Sunday and become a born again Christian, but it's another thing is to keep walking in your life with faith until the last day when you see Jesus Christ. It's a journey. You need to keep your faith to the end to meet Jesus one day. That's why the Bible talks about four kind of soil. One kind of soil, no matter what you say, they don't care about the gospel. Another kind, the rocky soil. When some difficulty come in, they walk away from God. Another kind of soil, the soil mixed with thorn. When persecution come. They walk away. I pray that you are good soil. You're going to walk with God and produce and be fruitful until you meet Jesus on the last day. Amen. In order to stand firm, in order to run your race, keep running, keep standing in faith to the end. You need to build good foundation. Without a good foundation, a building will fall apart. When the wind comes, when the storm hit the building, you need to build a good foundation. The book of First Corinthians, chapter three, verses ten to fifteen, say, "By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder." Basically, the apostle was like an architect, an engineer, an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. You need to be careful how you build your faith life. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw. His works will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. The day is a capital D. Mean the day that we all can stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The day of judgment. There will be two kind of judgment: the judgment for the believer at the judgment seat of Christ, and the day of judgment for the non-believers at the great white throne. God gonna judge people. His work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. God tests your quality: how you build your Christian life, how you serve God, how you walk with God. If what He has built survives, He will receive His reward. Everyone say reward. Anyone want reward? Do you want reward? Oh, I want reward too. I want a big mansion in heaven, and I pray that my mansion will be oceanfront with the mountain with snow cap, and my mansion will be next door to Pasada. I want her to be close to me. She doesn't have to cook for me anymore, because in heaven we don't have to eat. I give up waterfront house on earth, but I will have it in heaven. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. People can miss the eternal lake of fire. They can miss hell. They go to heaven, but when they get to heaven, nothing. Bare hand, just maybe a little apartment up there. 
or little condominium, no mansion, no crowd on the head, no glory, no rewards. I pray that the members of New Hope International Church, all of you, will have big mansions in heaven, and you will have the crowd of glory, the crowd of righteousness on your head. You will have glory shining like the sunshine on heaven. You will be full of rewards, truckloaded rewards. But you need to make decision how you live, because God is fair. God is just. It would not be fair if somebody loved God so much and lived the right kind of life, go to heaven and have no reward, and another guy goofy around all the time in the church, never serve, never do anything, and lazy and take advantage of people in the church and go to heaven and have a big mansion. Not fair. God is fair and God is just. He gonna judge you on the last day, the way you live on earth here. How you live, how you build your foundation. What is the foundation in your life? In walking the Christian life, in how you serve God. I would like to mention about three foundations: how you build your life, and your house will be so strong and last to the end. And one day you will get a lot of rewards in heaven. This is how you should live. I'm going to give you the three kinds of foundation you want to build on. Again, the sermon is simple, but many Christians don't know and never practice this. The first foundation you need to build is First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. I want to read the last sentence there. That rock was Christ. You remember First Corinthians 3, say a while ago. I read one more time in verse 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. We need to build our life on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Our foundation is on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean? It means the motivation, the way you live, your attitude, you say, God, i going to live for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. You get all the glory. I'm going to do everything that the name of Jesus Christ will be glorified and preached. The longer I become a Christian, the more I see that the world, every nationality needs Jesus. Jesus Christ is the answer to every nationality, ethnic group, and tribe and language. He is the savior of the world. So to build your life on the right foundation means you need to live your life for Jesus Christ. On Saturday, we have a young adult care group. And at the end, I share with all the young adults. I tell them, after I became a Christian for a while, I began to realize that I need to seek God first. And I pray to God, God, I'm going to live my life for Jesus from now on. I offer my life to you. Everything I do, my finances, my time, my energy, my traveling, my job, I give my practice, neurosurgery practice to Jesus. All the income that comes into my pocket is for Jesus. Everything is for Jesus. I want to live my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my foundation. I'm going to live my life to glorify His name. He is the answer to humanity. And definitely, in the practical way, to live your life for Jesus also means to live your life for His body. That is the church. The church is the body of Christ. So after I make the decision, I pull up my sleeve, and I say, God, from now on, going to, Get involved in building your church because the church is the body of Jesus Christ. I check my motive all the time. What I'm doing is for myself, my reputation, my fame, my benefit, all for Jesus Christ. I want to make sure everything that I'm doing on earth until the end of my life is for the Lord. 
for His body, for His people, for souls to be saved, for people to come into the kingdom, to go to heaven with me. I tell you, we rarely talk about this on the pulpit because it's scary. Actually, eternal lake of fire is scary. We don't talk about hell enough, but in fact, it's very serious. I don't want anyone to go to hell. And the answer to people's life to go to heaven is believe in Jesus, be born again, and repent of their sin. So we're going to do everything on earth to bring people to Jesus, to receive salvation, and to really have eternal life in heaven. When I talk to my patients, I talk to my coworkers, the X-ray technician who rolled the X-ray machine into the operating room. I smile at him and say, "Thank you so much." You know why? I want him to know I'm a Christian doctor, and he will be positive toward Christianity. So one day, who knows? He will give his life to Jesus Christ. I would do everything for people to really open their heart to Jesus Christ. John chapter three, twenty-eight to thirty, say, "You yourself bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ. This is John the Baptist, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. Jesus Christ, the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom." Who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. John the Baptist came to preach about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the bridegroom. He must increase, but I must decrease. When your foundation of life is on Jesus, it means. You decrease, and Jesus must increase. It's not about you anymore. It's about Jesus. You glorify Jesus. You give all the glory to Jesus Christ. It's not about you. You want to decrease, and He increases in your life. You live your life for Jesus. Amen. You look so excited. Are you going to do that? Galatians chapter two verse twenty say, "I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me." When I was a young believer, I listened to a testimony of a lady. She must be about seventy years old. She told me a story of a American man. Who went to Thailand for tourism? This young American man was standing on the street, and unfortunately, that street was full of prostitutes. There's a one street very famous in Thailand, a lot of prostitutes there. He was standing there, look at all this girl with short pants and you know with the dress that very pulling him to commit sexual immorality. He was thinking maybe I should approach one of them, but he is a Christian. And suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to him, "My son, are you dead? A dead man have no feeling." He repented right away, and he said, "I'm dead." He walked away. My dear brothers and sisters, when you build your life on the foundation of knowing that you are dead, you decrease. He increases in you. It's not about you; it's about Him. Don't worry about it. God will take care of you. When you seek His kingdom first, He will provide all of your needs. He will take care of your finances, take care of your health, take care of your job, take care of your family. He will take care of you. But don't live for yourself. Live for Jesus. You must decrease. You no longer live. You are dead. That's how I live all this year. When I walk into the big meeting with three thousand people waiting for me to preach, I'm thinking, "I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead." This is not about pass aloud. It's about Jesus Christ. If you can live that way, you build your life on a very solid foundation. That is, Jesus is number one in your life. Philippians chapter three verse eight. Just everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have 
discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. The Apostle Paul said, "Everything else, money, nice house, anything else, is like garbage to him. He just want to know Christ. He want to live for Christ. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you have to burn your house, get rid of your car. No, it's the attitude." You still have nice house. You can still have nice car, but those things are not your God. You're gonna live for God. Christ is your foundation. I pray that you will be that kind of Christian. Everyone say, Christ, Christ. is my foundation. I live for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's the first kind of foundation you need to build on. The second kind of foundation related to Christ too. Because Christ is the word that God sent to the world. Luke chapter 6, 46 to 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Wow, if you're really truly born again Christian, and you call Jesus Lord, make sure you do what he says. I will show you what he is like, who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Who is the rock? Jesus Christ. You get the word, and when you hear the word, you put down deep, lay the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it. Because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. The second thing in your faith walk every day, to the end of your life until you meet Jesus on the last day, until you get into heaven. Number one, live for Jesus. Everything is for Jesus. It's not about you. You die. Number two, you make a decision to read, to study, to know the word of God and put it into practice. Don't just study the Bible for head knowledge to decorate your brain. No, this is not the way I study the Bible. I don't study the Bible for knowledge, for head decoration. I study the Bible to know the principle of God and what can I do with it? What can I practice what the Word of God says? I want to be that man who built my house on the rock and do what it says, even though it's difficult. But I cannot do it. I told some of the members in the church that you may not know that the New Hope International Church, everything we do here, everything we do, including the snack, including the care group, worship, everything we do, we want to base on the Word of God. We are not following Thai culture or tradition, American culture, Vietnamese culture. No, 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 no. We're going to follow this Word. The Word of God has the highest authority in this church. We're going to follow the word of God. And if you live that way, every day, what you do, what you say, you check with the word. What you say is correct or not. What you do is correct or not. Is your attitude biblical? Is your motive biblical? You're doing the right thing. You need to follow the Bible. I'm that type of man. I really want to follow Biblical principle. We are not religious. We are not following the Bible as a religious law. But we follow the biblical principle and the heart of God. Amen? Amen. When I talk about care group a while ago, that group people should join together. I know it comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Don't miss any meeting. Gather together on a regular basis. We can quote the Bible. Everything we do, we can quote the scripture. Because the scripture is a foundation of our life. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, 
Oh, God spoke this to me all the time. I think because God really cares for His people so much, He doesn't want anyone to perish or be destroyed. He wants His people to be blessed, to be prosperous, fruitful, and go higher, to be the head, not the tail. He wants His people to be full of blessing and favor, and the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. But the problem is, Hosea chapter four verse six: My people. When you are destroyed by something, don't blame God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. Yeah, knowledge here, the Bible, the Word of God. I also will reject you from being priests for me, because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Wow! When you do wrong thing. You rebel against God. You really disobey God. It will affect you, and affect to the next generation as well. I just wrote a lesson two days ago about King Solomon. The King Solomon became unfaithful to God. He married many women, and those women are non-Christians, and they brought idols into Israel. So Solomon worshipped idols at the end of his life, and God talked to him. Solomon, you have been unfaithful to me now. I need to punish you. I'm going to take the throne from you, and give it to your servant. But I like that sentence. But for the sake of your father, David, I will not do it in your generation. I will do it with your son, and that happened. Daddy and mommy in this room, build your life on the word. You protect your children. You live that way, your children will be protected and will be blessed. Amen. Take serious about obeying the word of God. Are you obedient, child of God? You take serious about the Bible. Amen. That's the reason why we preach the word of God so that you will not lack knowledge. Many people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen say the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life, what is right, what is wrong. It strengthens us out and help us do what is right. It is God's way of making us well prepared. At every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. This is from the Living Bible. We need to know the Bible. We need to practice the Bible. The Word of God must be our foundation. The first foundation, Jesus. Two, the Word. All the days of your life, make sure that you study the Bible. I'm still learning and growing. In the Bible, because I am the first generation Christian, I did not grow up in the church, so I'm still studying the Bible, learning the Bible every day. And when I learn something, I do it, I practice, because I want to build my life on this foundation. And when we stand before Jesus on the last day, He will say, "You build your life on gold and silver and precious stone, not on hay and straw." Wow. I'm so impressed with you. You always honor my name. You always live your life for Jesus. Whenever you do something, you say, "I'm gonna follow the biblical principle. I will do the right thing according to the word of God." You are the righteous people because you obey the word of God. Amen. James chapter one twenty one to twenty five. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept. The word planted in you, which can save you. Everyone said the, the word planted in me. I'm very concerned about younger generation today. Really concerned, teenagers, young adult, because they have been bombarded by social media of the world system. Quick, rich. You can be lazy at work. The boss have to pay you anyway. You can jump from here to here. You don't have to work hard. It's a world system. 
cheating in the company, not faithful, just get it easy way. But the Bible talk about faithfulness, hardworking, loyal to your boss, become excellent in your job, opposite to the world system. We need the word of God, Amen. We need to be that kind of people, excel in doing everything, be the best employee, work hard for the company. Not taking advantage of the company, and when you are faithful like that, eventually God will promote you. You need to have the biblical mindset. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror, and after. Looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed. How many people want to be blessed? He will be blessed in what he does. If you want to be blessed, you do what the Word of God says. You study the Word, you know the principle of God. You do what it says, don't forget about it, and you shall be blessed. Isaiah chapter one, verses nineteen to twenty. If you, everyone say if. What it means is your choice. You can choose life or death. Don't blame God. You can choose blessing. Or cursing, you can choose defeat or victory. It's your choice. If how many people choose blessing? How many people choose life? How many people choose victory? So you need to do your part. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Please obey God. Do what God says. God said, "Don't miss church. Don't miss church. Go to church." So God said, "Find your gift. Serve God. Serve God." God said, "Forgive your enemies. They hurt you." You do good to them. You smile at them. Don't hold grudges. Don't hold bitterness inside you. God say, give tithe. Give tithe. Don't cheat God. Because if you rebel, then you're gonna see problem later on. It come soon or later. I don't want to get into trouble. I want to walk in obedience. Amen. Wow, you like this message? Sound like everyone's so quiet now. What is the first foundation? Living for Jesus, exalting Jesus. You decrease, He must increase. Two, get into the Word. Live your life according to the Word. Number three, almost done. Galatians chapter five, sixteen to twenty-four. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, to the Holy Spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity. And debauchery, idolatry. Idolatry. It doesn't mean that you uh, in Asia people worship statue and idol, but in America people worship money, position, and fame. You may not have an idol in your house, but you worship money, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions. And factions and envy, 
drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warned you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. There are two meanings here in my interpretation. One meaning is that if you keep walking in your sinful nature for a long time and you never repent, you keep being stubborn and rebellious, eventually you may lose your salvation. You may not go to heaven. That's number one that I interpret. You have to be careful. Because when you sin one sin, it will lead to another sin. Keep going downhill. Eventually, you will reject Jesus Christ. Number two, what it means is that you may be born again. You, know, you believe in Jesus. But if you keep sinning something and you don't want to stop that sinful nature, you will not receive the fullness of the kingdom on earth. What is the fullness of the kingdom? More love, more faith, prosperity, favor, grace, victory, healing, freedom, fruitfulness. All the things of heaven come to you. You are like heaven walk on earth because you don't live according to your sinful nature. How many people want the fullness of kingdom of heaven on earth? Do you want to see blessing in your life? Do you want to see favor in your personal life, in your marriage, in your kids? Don't walk according to the sinful nature. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the sinful nature. With its passions and desire. The third foundation. Number one, exalt Jesus. Live for Jesus, not about yourself. You glorify Jesus. You must decrease, He must increase. You no longer live, but Christ lives in you. But don't worry, God will take care of you. God will take care of you better than you take care of yourself. He will bless you, He will open the right door for you, He will bring finances to you. He will heal your sickness. He will help you, give you all the favor because you live for Jesus Christ. But number two, you need to walk according to His Word. Serious about obeying the Word of God. Number three, make sure you walk or you live by the Spirit. You don't walk and live by the flesh, by your sinful nature. I can be a pastor, preach very well, lay hands, people fall down, people get healed, the blind can see, the deaf can hear, people come out from the wheelchair. Yeah, I have the anointing. I can preach the word of God very well. But behind the scene, I walk in the flesh. I cheat money. I want to build my own kingdom, my name. I want to do things for my own benefit. People come here to honor me, give me gifts. I don't serve God out of the spirit, but out of the sinful nature in me, selfishness, self-centeredness. When I get to the judgment seat of Christ, I will not get anything in heaven. I may even go to hell because I use the name of Jesus for my own benefit. So, whatever you do, make sure you're not doing out of the sinful nature. You do everything by the leading and by the guidance and the power and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you seals you. He gives you the pledge, the down payment already. You need to cooperate with Him. You walk in the Spirit. Every decision you make, you ask yourself, is this decision out of my flesh or this decision out of the spirit on the inside of me? You make choice every day. You do this out of the spirit or out of the sinful nature. First Corinthians 2, 4 to 5. I like what Apostle Paul said. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. In other words, he doesn't use his human ability to win people but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith 
should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Basically, Paul tried to say, "I serve God by following the Holy Spirit, not my own smartness and my own ability." First Corinthians ten thirty one. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, and whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do you live with the right foundation? I hope so. How many people say from now on Jesus is number one in my life? Yes, He is number one. He's the top. How many people say from now on I'm going to live for the glory of Jesus Christ? You decrease, He increase. How many people say from now on I'm going to take serious about studying, learning the Word of God, and practicing the Word of God? Okay. How many people say from now on, I gonna walk with the Holy Spirit? I will not walk in the flesh anymore. After today preaching, when you stand before Jesus on that day, you have no more excuses. Oh, my pastor never taught me. Because Jesus said, "Wow, all these sixty years in New Hope." You use hay and straw. Fire, burn. Oh, you miss hell, but you go to heaven empty-handed. Do you want that? How many people say that when Jesus meet you? Wow, you build your life. You serve me with gold and silver. Wow, in you know, the fire come from heaven, try to burn what you did. It could not touch you. And he said, "Come in. This is a crowd of glory. This is a big mansion. This is a reward in heaven. He will not only bless you on earth, but he will bless you in heaven. And the rewards in heaven will stay forever, for eternity. Money will be gone one day. You cannot take even one penny with you. Don't live your life for money. Live your life for Jesus." Don't use your own idea to run your life. Use the Bible. Don't follow your sinful nature. Follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Three foundation we learn today. Jesus come first, following the Word of God, following the Holy Spirit. If you can live your life this way all the days of your life. You're gonna build your house on the rock of salvation, the rock of Jesus Christ, and no matter what happened around you, hit you, you still stand firm, and you will not fall down. You can run the race to the end, and one day when you see Jesus Christ, He will smile at you, look at your eyes face to face, good and faithful servant. I'm so proud of you. This is my reward for you. I know, in reality, this preaching cannot touch everyone's heart. According to the Bible, only 25 percent. There are four kind of soil. Not everyone has a good soil, has a good heart here. But I have to preach. I have to mention. It's my job to tell you the truth. It's your job to make sure you have a good soil in your heart that you respond to the word of God that has been sown into your heart right now. Amen. Amen. Let me read last scripture. Look at the Apostle Paul. He is a good example. First Thessalonians two seven to twelve. Apostle Paul lived the lifestyle that we were talking about here. But we were gentle among you. He walked in the spirit, not in the flesh, like a mother caring for her little children. He did not think about himself. He think about the sheep of Jesus Christ. He think about the kingdom of God. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our life as well, because you had become so dear to us. The apostle Paul did not serve God for money. Did not serve God for reputation, for his own kingdom. 
He served God because he wanted to bless God's people. He wanted to bring Jesus into the earth, and Jesus can bless His people. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone. While we preach the gospel of God to you, he worked so hard as a tent maker. He did not serve God for money. His heart is pure. He served God with a right heart for Jesus, and he obeyed the word. He walked in the spirit according to the word of God. You are witness, and so is God. God can be our witness. People can be our witnesses. And how holy, how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. Are you righteous? Do you follow the word of God? Are you holy? Are you blameless? For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging. Comforting and urging you to live life worthy of God. Everyone say, "I live my life worthy of Jesus. Jesus will be glorified through my life. Who calls you into His kingdom and glory? We start year 2023 with a few preaching now." The first Sunday we talk about four keys how to be successful. Today, I talk about three foundations that you need to build your life on from today on. That your life will be so strong and firm, and you will not fall down. And on the last day of judgment, you will be rewarded. I did my part. I told you the truth. Now is your part. It's up to you. No condemnation, but we have to give our account to God on the last day. How we live. Everyone say, "I live for Jesus." Jesus come first. I build His kingdom. Two, I will obey the word of God. I will put the word of God into practice. Three, I walk by the Spirit. I crucify my flesh. I die to my sinful nature. I'm gonna walk by the Spirit. If you can do this, three, who oh, you are, the martial art, strong. The devil cannot knock you down. You can be strong everywhere you go. All the days of your life, you are always an overcomer because you have good foundation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you for reminding your church here how to build our life on the good foundation. That we will not fall. We will not. Be destroyed by the enemy, and we're gonna run the race to the end. Lord, we believe one day we all gonna stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Help us, Lord, not to be worldly people. Just focus on money and material, on the comfort zone on earth, but help us to be kingdom-minded, heaven-minded. That we think about eternity. We think about long term, the outcome of how we live on earth here. We believe you're so faithful that you will keep your promise. You say, Lord, if we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. Therefore, we believe as we practice what we learn in this teaching, we shall be blessed, fruitful, standing firm, and be ready to receive rewards from you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Remind your people, Lord, who listen to this teaching on a regular basis, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that they will not make any mistake in their life. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to say one thing quickly, and we have a short testimony. I learned one thing that is a battle 
between the flesh and the spirit all the time. Many times we decide to yield to the flesh, and when we yield to the flesh, it's harder for the Holy Spirit to work in our life. But when we learn how to seek God, die to our flesh, we can be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can help us to make the right choice, to hear His voice, to be guided by Him. I heard a testimony on Tuesday night of Brother David that when he decided to seek God and kind of push his flesh down, how he become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Maybe David, you can share a little bit testimony with us here. Thank you, Pastor Al. Uh, yeah, so um, every Tuesday night we meet here in the sanctuary for a discipleship meeting with Pastor Lao. Uh, starts at 7 p.m. If any would like to join us, you're all welcome. But uh, this last Tuesday, um, as I was sitting there next to Pastor Lao, I just felt the Holy Spirit come on me so strong. And I was sitting there with just a goofy smile on my face and just drunk in the spirit. And I just felt waves of waves of the, the presence of the Holy Spirit upon me and uh, goosebumps all over. And as Pastor Lao was teaching, everything just downloaded to my spirit just so strong. It wasn't me trying to understand his teaching, but it just resonated so strong. I just understood everything that he was saying, every scripture that he read and I was like, oh, wow, I feel this so strong. What is this? And Pastor Lao had just come back from Thailand, and I was like, wow, the anointing on him is so strong. So, you know, when he gets caught up into heaven, I just pray that I'll get a double portion of his anointing. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's so amazing. And I was just like, wow, every Tuesday night we come and meet here, but for some reason today I'm feeling the Holy Spirit so strong and I realized I hadn't eaten in 24 hours, you know, and so it was uh, kind of an unintentional fasting. But um, what I learned from that is that, you know, it's so important for us to fast and pray and seek God first and make seeking God and the Holy Spirit number one priority in our lives. Um, yeah, so when we when we live and we we deny our flesh we don't gratify our flesh we don't give in to temptation or when we get hungry we say no like press down our flesh mm-hmm. and instead seek the things of the spirit i believe god is faithful to provide us with more anointing with more of his power of the holy spirit so i'd like to encourage everyone um if you want a deeper relationship with god if you really want to seek the things of god have more revelation and more victory in your life to try to deny your flesh, try to deny your sinful nature and seek the things of God and, and God is faithful to give you those things. So um, I pray that uh, each one of you experience that and uh, you're welcome to join us on Tuesday nights as well. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. So what I learned from the testimony, which... This is the way I live all this year, what he shared. But his testimony reminds me of the principle. No, every day is a fight in you. You learn how to say no to your flesh. You're not seeking money, seeking fame, seeking things. You just say, no, my happiness, my fulfillment, my joy is in the Lord. He is the source for me, not money, not big house not material. When you make the decision that your joy is from the Spirit of God, is from the kingdom of God, you keep your eyes away from the things of the world, even though God still gives you. Don't take me wrong. I, I eat good food every day, especially Vietnamese food lately. You can still enjoy the physical life, but don't keep your eyes on those things. Always seek the kingdom. Seek the thing on the spiritual realm. And when you do that, your spirit will be more sensitive to God, to hear His voice, to be touched by Him, to be anointed by Him. It's a fight every day. We either choose the flesh or choose the spirit. We have to make choice every single day. 
I want to encourage you to be spiritual Christians. Those who are satisfied, those who are fulfilled by the things of God, not by the things of the world. If you can do that, God is going to use you powerfully. Amen. Don't follow the work of your flesh. Deny it. That's why fasting helps. Because when you fast, you don't think about food anymore. You think about the kingdom. You always think about the kingdom, and God will open the floodgate of heaven and pour the blessing upon you. Be spiritual Christian. Don't be carnal or sinful Christian. Pleasing the flesh, you please God. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.